What's up guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio. This is episode 135 and it's me, Matthew Roberts Whitmore, in case you didn't know what my middle name was, and Karis Marsden. How do? How are you? Good. I'm just doing some neck mobility. Just noticed I'm a bit tense in the neck, so I look a bit oh. special just like flicking my hair around here, but... Well, you were slouched over your laptop. A minute ago I was, yeah. In a bit of a funky position. And now I'm doing a bit of a Kate Bush, just flicking my hair around, trying to <laughs> loosen up my neck. Kate Bush. Yeah. Sing a song by Kate Bush. Jog my memory. I actually don't know the words she says, but I could tell you the noises. <laughs> the noises? Okay, yeah. I, I do know that one, actually. Uh, yeah. Running Up That Hill is my favourite, and... Woman's work is lovely. They're my two favourites by her. But that one, I never know what she's singing, so I just sing... So funny, because I've always heard the name Kate Bush, but I've never really known what she sang, but... You all, you e- know her songs. Even though you were making some awful <laughs> noises there. <laughs> but... It's like Michael Jackson. Can you imagine if this would resolve the world's joint health problems and postural problems if we just did a bit of, like, five minutes of Kate Bush a day? Which sounds a bit As wrong now, what? I've just said it, but... Kate Bush... Because she's renowned in her videos for just basically like flicking her hair around mm. and doing like really bold dance moves, really? like proper contemporary dance all over the place. But it's basically what we all need to be doing for mobility every morning. So we could have like dance breaks. Definitely. And then a bit of obviously George Michael, Top of the Pops, circa 1980, I think it was two or three. Watch him do one rap. Oh my God. Like he gets into a deep squat, like a Cossack though. So what and about hip our and circles younger and <laughs> listeners like myself? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what you will do. Who are thinking, what are you talking about? YouTube. Go on YouTube. Wuthering Heights is the thing I just howled. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that video and yeah. you'll see the nice flow. And, and then, then wham on top of wham the Wham wrap, top of the pops. And you will see some deep squatting, some hip thrusting, hip mobility that we all crave today. And that's going to be the answer to all your mobility problems if they were played in an office in the morning so 11 o'clock Wuthering Heights 3 o'clock when we get the quartz all dip wham wrap amazing boom well, <laughs> listen but if that became the norm why don't you get this it. going pitch it <laughs> you know get the tunes on yeah put together a little sequence <laughs> yeah. Can you put it out there we'll try and do like a condensed just a one minute thing 30 seconds on Kate Bush, 30 <laughs> seconds on Wham Rap. Just sounds so wrong. <laughs> and then put it out there. It could go viral. It could. And it's only a minute, you see. And you'd enjoy it. That would be the thing. You would really like just let go and just, you become the contemporary dancer within with Kate Bush and then you would become the pop star with George Michael. All your, your shoulders, dance moves. mid-spine, hips, be sorted. To be fair, I do all my mobility stuff to music. So mm. I now have mobility playlists that I do. And it's because it's a bit boring sometimes, isn't it? It is. it is. But you put touch. some music on and it's kind of like, before you know it, you're kind of, you know, like doing your shoulders to the yeah. beat and stuff. But also as well, I think <laughs> when you do it to music, you know, what, how long's a track? Three minutes? Yeah. So if you have like, for me, when I do like my mobility, sometimes I'll put like some tunes on yeah. that I know. Will last for that period of time. No, but I'll select the, you know, on my playlist, I'll be like, oh, the next three songs are amazing. And I'll just keep doing this sequence until it's over. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like you're not counting reps, you're not counting sets. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of keep moving for the duration. You know, of the nine, song. ten minutes because yeah. that's three songs back to back that you know you really like. Yeah. So 
You've listened to a tune. It's yeah. livened you up a little bit. I think you've music, moved your body. But music makes you move more. Like if you've got music on, sometimes you'll be like crossing the road, but you'll be like kind of like, you know, like just shuffling your hips mm. to the beat because you've got music going on and you're like, we naturally want to dance when we hear music, don't we? Yeah, like yeah. But interesting, there was a guy next to me at the airport. We were waiting for our cases to come the other day. We're all staring at the screen, like which carousel is our luggage going to come to? Yeah. And he's got his headphones on and he's invisible drumming. Oh, yeah. And he's properly loving it. It doesn't give it stuff that there's like a few people were like glancing sideways. Yeah, yeah. And obviously like he had his eyes closed really? and his feet were going it's and his hips were moment. going. But I thought, do you know what? Like he's actually burning more calories than we are. And do you know what? He's making the most of this really boring downtime yeah, and true. enjoying himself. And as he got really into it and he was kind of more drums were coming into it, all invisible, of course. I was just thinking, now the only thing is if I did that, it would start counting steps. Yeah. <laughs> My Fitbit would be like, she's up. And then I'd be like, I was cheating. <laughs> Yeah. I like that though. I love it when you see people who just like right in the moment yeah, listening exactly. to a tune. Yeah, yeah. It was in bliss. You could see. Yeah. Like he had a smile on his face and his eyes closed. And like I said, he looked like the weirdo in the group. Not the weirdo, no, the no. unusual one in the group, but the happiest one in the group. But I was going to say, do you know what the reality is? Most people won't care. No, no, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, him, he'll never see us again. We never see him again. Yeah. And it's like, because I know that if I see someone dancing or. You know, and sometimes you're walking along and someone's just walking along singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that because yeah. I'm just like, you know, you don't care what anyone's thinking. And for me, I'm just like, well, it's true. Like, why should you care Yeah. what they think? You I've know. done it running before where I was singing really loudly yeah. and then didn't realise there was a cyclist trying to get past me on a canal path. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, I was like yeah. singing and running, like really happy. And then I heard the, excuse me. And I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Little, little bicycle belt. But that's not what we were going to talk about today, but we were going yeah, yeah. <laughs> What we're going to talk about. But you've got the idea now, you've got something to go with. I haven't have, you? yeah. So there's your homework. Yeah. I want to see how much progress you've made by the end of the week. <laughs> really? Yeah. Stop putting your choreography <laughs> together. <laughs> together. Stop rehearsing. <laughs> so, yeah, if you listened to the last episode, then Keris kind of mentioned at the end what we were going to be talking about on this episode, which was. I'm just taking a swig of tea, so you say. Well, no, you say. Okay, swallow. (laughs) We were having a little bit of a chat about the fact that obviously as a couple, you often kind of are concerned about, we're often all concerned about like how we look, our body image, that type of thing. But the power and the influence that the person that you're with can have over your own perception of yourself Mm. and how confusing this whole situation can get. We've seen so many different variations of it where we've seen situations where Maybe one person is encouraging the other person to actually be unhealthy and be overweight and saying it's fine, you know, put stone after stone on because I love you as you are and you should be comfortable and I like you curvy and I like you this way, but you might be getting more unhealthy as a result of that. We've seen situations where partner's comments is making somebody who's actually relatively happy or feeling like they're making progress with themselves. It's set them back. A common one is for women when men, and I've seen this several times, it's happened to me, You've seen it happen with your clients when men comment on women's ability to build some muscle and perhaps make a negative comment about that. Suddenly something like getting fit and strong and you feeling good about yourself starts to take on not only a kind of negative, obviously there's a negative connotation for that, you know, okay, now I'm doing something wrong and building muscle and that's maybe not what I should be doing. That's a whole other debate. But that mere comment starts to make you doubt the process of weight training, enjoying exercise. Are you doing the right thing or is it making you look worse? Mm. And then you've gone from worrying about fat to now worrying about putting on muscle. And it starts to, female brain loves complexity. And now you just add this extra layer of complexity to the whole thing. Like, is my session making me build muscle? Am I doing too many reps? Am I training too hard? Am I lifting too much? You know? Yeah. And 
what we'd said this morning that was really interesting about it was those things are never going to stop, first of all. People will always comment because mm. it's kind of the common dialogue, very sadly, of our society that people like to comment on each other's physical appearance. Yeah. But the one thing that we can all change is our perception of the importance of that. Mm. And we just wanted to talk through like lots of examples that we've seen where we actually think it's way more about the person saying that comment and your relationship with them yeah. than it is about you yourself. Yeah. And, but, and it's even a re- reality that you, you know, in that position. But also looking at this on a larger scale, like it's not just about what your partner has said or a close friend has said or a relative as such, but also the reasoning behind why you do what you do in the first place Yeah. in terms of, you know, we spoke about, you know, you've got to want to do things for yourself, yeah, not, not for other people, else. not for purely for recognition. Yeah. It's nice to gain recognition. Of course it is. But first and foremost, like what you do needs to be for you. Yeah. Otherwise it's going to be short lived. So another thing that we wanted to discuss was again, <clears throat> having been a couple, this also came off the back of you haven't trained properly for about a month because you had a really bad cough. And you said to me, have I got soft? And it was funny because I paused. It was a kind of a moment where you ooh, were like, ooh, ooh. it was like one of those things where you were, you were walking around with your top off and you said, do you think I've got a bit softer because I'm not really training? And I paused and it's so funny because when we talk about this afterwards and we often discuss, you know, our interactions quite a bit, I said, I paused, do you know what? Because I'm, I'm in work mode, I'm busy, I'm thinking, I'm a bit tired. And also we've been like back and forth and busy and stuff. And actually my first reaction to that question was, I don't know. I haven't even looked at you like that. As Charming. In, yeah, <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> is a nice thing. And I think part of it, your relationship does get a bit like that. You don't analyse each other's physiques because it's not important. I just see Matt now. I don't see anything. Every now and then I kind of step back and I'll say, you know, you look really good. You know, I'll compliment you, won't <laughs> I? And stuff. But on that moment, I was like, I haven't even looked at your physique, which is a weird thing maybe as a couple, but I'm not mm. sure. Maybe it's not. But we wanted to discuss whether it's right to be honest with each other. And we've, ha- yes. we've had this chat before about would we tell each other if we thought the other person was gaining weight to the point of being unhealthy? Is it right to say something? And I think that's very different to comments that are made, you know, where we just talked about, oh, you're getting too muscly or when it's a tiny change, you know, like, yeah. or, you know, possibly something that can be very beneficial to somebody. I think they're very different situations yeah. when it comes oh, to yeah, honesty. Oh, of course they are. Like, I think for me... When I asked you this question, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was almost kind of assessing my own physique because yeah. I thought, well, I've not done that all for four weeks, yeah. bar daily walks and mobility. Yeah. And I was kind of like just looking. And I think with these kind of things, it's more a feeling rather than because yeah, yeah, totally. I know I'm not going to lose all my gains in four weeks. <laughs> not the amount you eat. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. That's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> but I did adapt my nutrition as well to factor in the fact that I wasn't exercising. So obviously my energy expenditure was less. So yeah, yeah. I made a few just adaptations just to, you know, make sure that I didn't get fat, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of looking at myself. So, so when I asked you, I can't even tell you now if I was thinking if I did look a bit soft or whatever. But then I suppose when you delayed and there was that classic moment, I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, there was a delay there. So obviously you think I have. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you were like, oh, no, no. Oh, oh. And I was like, but then I kind of walked away and I was like, yeah, but you know what? I asked the question. Yeah. So I can't be annoyed 
<laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, well don't you ask the question. You also the question. You didn't go, has my physique changed? Yeah. You didn't ask a very open question. You asked a leading question. Have I got soft? Yeah. So you even, we were trying to influence my answer from the off. And so even that, I might have been like, say the right thing, Kerry, say the right thing. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think also, what enters my head <laughs> ah, at that, no, 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 ah, no, no. What really enters, what is the right thing? Yeah. What, <laughs> what enters my head at that point in time is also, do we have to have this discussion? Because it's just not where I want to be with these types of, I, I'm always trying to move people away yeah. from body composition as the focus of your life and your change. But having said that, I'd be lying if I said it's not important to me. And I know it's important to you because me What's and that? you also, we have a certain, I would say, body composition that we feel comfortable with now after yeah. years of being gone too far, too extreme, and then going the other way. And almost both of us said we've had times where we've reacted against it, trained too hard, eaten too much, binged a little bit, put on weight. You know, we've talked all about the way mm. our physiques have swung as we've kind of explored all of this. And we don't like being at either end of the scale. So we've come to find this place in the middle where we kind of say, this is where I'm happy. This is where I think I'm eating very nutritiously. I'm not thinking about food all the time. I'm not like fighting to starve myself for anything, but yeah. also I'm not falling into cycles of like overeating, undereating, binging because I'm not getting that balance yeah. right. I'm not overtraining. I'm not undertraining either. Yeah. And my clothes are consistently fitting, which means I'm kind of consistent. I found like body fat set point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you laughing? When you love my clothes are consistently fitting. Because you can go, you know what it's like. You know, one of the questions I asked at a presentation the other day is how do you know if you're getting energy balance right? And it's that kind of consistency of the wardrobe. And I don't mean like think about yes, every now and then clothes can feel tight. But if you're having to go up and down sizes of clothing, yeah. then something's not quite right with that. Yeah, yeah. Like in and I mean terms up and of down, like yeah. lots of fluctuations yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I mean yeah. up and down. So I don't mean that you're overweight and you get down to a healthy I weight. I love it That's... when clothes are tight. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. And that I want my jeans are tight. Yes. <laughs> Gains. <laughs> and then you rip the cross. Um, Which has happened. Yeah, several times. <laughs> Which sounds a bit wrong, by the way. It's because of your thighs. We should just point that out. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, well, the last time it happened, I was Moonwalking. doing uh, Michael Jackson moves in the middle of Sainsbury's. Yeah, it was the hip thrust. <laughs> yeah. Ow! And that kind of done it. And that was, was like, oh, oh dear, that wasn't a very good idea. <laughs> anyway. But I think what we were saying about this whole topic was you only get to that point by yourself. And if you do it for somebody else. So, mm. again, going back to the situation where as a female, I've had lots of men comment on my physique and, <laughs> and lots of women comment on my physique actually so and sometimes I think I try to please in the past especially as a personal trainer even as a nutritionist and even maybe worse as a yoga teacher you're constantly people are looking at your physique like do you know your stuff do, you, yeah. do I listen to you do you know your stuff and I've had comments ranging from then prior to being in the industry as a teenager comments about I always remember a famous one was one of my first boyfriends said to me you're lucky that you have a relatively, or I think he didn't say relatively, you're lucky that you have a flat stomach because it allows you to get away with having a big bum and thighs. And that has stuck with me all of my life. It's got away with words, that fella. I know. And you think about all the compliments I've had in my life, but I still think... Was it at that point you became your ex-boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly not. Like, big mistake there. But think about, do you know what that planted in me as a prerequisite for me, as in a rule? Yeah, to keep a flat stomach. Yeah, keep a flat stomach because, you know, you've got fat bum and they're quite hard to get rid of. And there's always been, and if I'm honest, even through my severe dieting days at university, it was always the one area. My legs and bum is where the weight would stay. 
and it was quite easy for me to lose my boobs and my stomach goes flat quite quickly yeah. my arms and rib cage and all these kind of things so I was always a bit like well keep this like it is because that makes me lucky and then when I would kind of go home from university then lots of female friends would start to comment on you've gone skinny now you're really unhealthy mm. and very negative again so I was like oh god I can't even get that right do you know what I mean yeah can't win <laughs> so that put like a slight element of I suppose like a animosity between us because it was always like they gave me a hard time for that and then I'd go through phases of kind of like binging because my mum was like you're too thin eat more binge you know because I'm yeah, going to yeah. university eat more and then you know and then the cycle would kind of go on through university where I was really kind of I had no idea what I should really look like and part of the problem was I was constantly trying to please everybody else so trying to get super slim because mm. that's what the boyfriend wanted trying to gain weight because that's what my mum wanted and trying to make friends like see that I'm quite normal so I'd yeah. binge with them and eat loads of rubbish food and then the big problem there was I was never doing any of it for me you know yeah. there was never any like Keris what do you want to look like yeah how, how do you want to look how do you feel taking it a step further from that was when I started weight training it was the same cycle so initially there was a lot of positive kind of comments when I first started working with you and a couple of other trainers like oh you're transforming yourself but then very gradually the comments started to go you're going a bit too far now like you know you're getting a bit big now and it got this negative hmm. the muscle comments started to come like thick yeah. and fast and I always remember I said this to you this morning I was in a class training and this is when I had clients as well and one of my clients kind of waved at me as I come out the class and I felt really proud I'd lifted some really heavy kettlebells and done really well and he called me over and he was like I just had a quick look in the class and I just want to say like just be careful like you're going a bit far with it now like you're looking a bit you know and he kind of did a big you know like an, an incredible hulk yeah yeah like, like a gesture. yeah like you're looking a bit hench and again do you know what kicks in like fear like I'm now looking attractive and I need to mm. stop this because I'm looking this isn't right. This isn't how I should, despite the fact that I've just lifted some weights, I feel really proud of myself. Yeah. I've come to the gym at night, you know, after work and stuff. And I just think, and I still see this happening a lot now. And I've got other clients, women that I speak to who say the same thing. Parents start to comment, siblings, partners. Yeah. And suddenly, it, this is just like, I think life generally in terms of like, you know, personality and habits and actions. You're trying to please so many different people. But when it comes to body image, you are screwed. Because it's like you can't win. Hmm. You really can't win because you're doing it for all these different opinions. It's a bit like politics. You can't yeah, please yeah. everybody. No, and you can't. And the thing is, it's a really shit place to be as well. Like yeah. if you're allowing other people's opinions to dictate the type of training that you do and whatever else, the diet that you eat and whatnot, it's, God, like you're just doing it all for the wrong reasons. And like you said, like we've all been there in some shape or form. But I just a big thing that we're talking to a lot of our clients and our members about now is like you say being able to go but I'm happy with how I look yeah, or yeah, yeah. I really enjoy how I train yeah and I remember once and I suppose we're going back about two or three years ago now and a woman who I'm friends with on Facebook I've never met her before but she's into like strong woman training yeah and she is bloody strong, strong. Yeah, yeah but she put a post up once and I had so much respect for her because she put up a post saying, for years, I felt that I've needed to be a certain weight, be a certain dress size yeah. because that was seen as acceptable. Yeah. You know, and I needed to be as slim as my friends and this, that and the other. And she said, I've had this massive breakthrough recently where I'm like, but I love lifting heavy stuff. Yeah, and yeah. now my goal is just to get as strong as possible. Yeah, and. Amazing. To look at, like, she's a naturally 
a big woman, you know, yeah. like very muscular, ridiculously strong. And I thought, you know what? Respect, man. Yeah. Because you're just saying, this is what I want to do. Yeah, this yeah. is what makes me happy. You know, and it's I, like we talked about, if you add the element of body composition into your training to the point where it dominates and rules and is the guide for your mm. training, how horrible is that? That you're really? only in there for that negative reason of like, well, everyone wants me to look like this, so yeah, I need yeah. to force that process. You're way more likely to overtrain and injure for that reason and go past what your body's capable of because you're forcing it in your... Yeah, yeah. It's not for you, so you're not being, you know, you're just not being true to yourself. You're just... On the flip side of that, I also have friends that I know love it. If I say that I'm not training and just eating rubbish food, this is not so much now. I think people have just given up on me. <laughs> like, as in, like, you just, Gary's is always doing something, you know. Mm. Like, I, I do what I do now and that's that. But I have older friends, I would say, who have been very open and said, I haven't wanted to meet up with you because I just think you're this health nut now. Yeah. Like, you're a health freak. And so when I've kind of dived into the crisps and the chips, they've loved it. But then I yeah, feel like I should be able to also turn up here and order a salad and yeah. not feel and not be judged by that yeah 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 and also I shouldn't get praised because I'm curvy and looking curvy or anything like that yeah. I've been and visit people and they've kind of I've had that comment as well like oh I was dreading you being too skinny when you turned up like right. why oh, yeah my brain went okay what's so, it to you so, but my brain also <laughs> went to so now are you telling me that I'm fat like firstly or secondly you're telling me I'm more acceptable if I'm oh, fatter and being so skinny this is where it all goes wrong do you see what it? I mean yeah. and, and the problem there is like it's not the friendship necessarily because the friendship can still be good, but they definitely have issues that they yeah, yeah. are presenting on you. And you're it, it comes from a a bad place for that. Person. A bad place for them. It's it's, a, it's a, a reflection of their state of mind, like yeah, a disconnect for them. I'd say yeah. they don't know what they want to do either, or you know. Yeah, and I suppose like for me, the biggest thing I get a lot is steroids. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. a lot of blokes are like, "Well, Matt only looks that way because he's on the gear." Yeah. And I do get it a lot. And the weird thing is, I don't see myself as huge. I know some bloody massive blokes who dwarf me. And I'm like, that's huge. I see myself as a big guy, not bigger than average. Yeah. But I don't see myself as this, like, this beast. Yet people are, you know, I mean, if I had a quid for every time someone has asked me if I'm on gear or taken it or just outright accused me of being on it the evidence for you never doing it is i wouldn't be with you because i know the risks i actually wouldn't stand but, there and but, watch you do you know it. if, if not if, that you if, have to anyone who knows me properly yeah will know i would never do it anyone uh, who knows steroids properly can tell once you see you move and train as well i would what? say because you see people who have that enhancement and it's you don't if you see what i mean as in i've seen you train and you can lift you can sprint you can run you can move you can twist like you can see that the foundations yeah. have been there through but, training and sports well, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Thanks, pipes. Just going back to this, though, when I stand back and watch people who say this, and I've stood back and watched that interaction, we've been at parties where people have, after a few drinks down them, have started to get a bit yeah. leery and really kind of yeah. get a bit accusatory with this. And I've watched it happen, and you can completely see that it comes from a point of envy. And let's put Matt in his place. Let's bring him down a peg or two. And it hurts me because I just think, you don't have a massive ego. You don't have this... You know, you don't need this. No one needs that treatment, to be fair. It's an awful thing to do to somebody. Yeah. But they're doing it like you've got this, you rate yourself type, you know. Yeah, and I also and think it's to make them feel better. Feel better. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're a bit like, oh, well, I never looked like Matt, but that's fine because he's on the gear anyway. So yeah. that's the only reason he looks like that. Yeah. And the thing is, it used to piss me off. Yeah. Because it never used to upset me because it's not exactly, it's not a hurtful comment as such, but it was an annoying comment because it was a bit like, well, hang on a minute. 
I genuinely train because I love training. I've always said that I'm very lucky to be someone who absolutely loves training and I'm very motivated to do so 90% of the time. Yeah. I have the odd moments where I'm a bit like, oh, you know, I just can't be asked today, whatever, like we all do. But I've worked hard. Yeah. I've worked yeah. very hard, but I do train for me. But it's like I was chatting to someone the other day and I said, it's like building a successful business and then someone turning around and going like, yeah, but you inherited a load of money or your dad was a savvy businessman. So it's all right, it's yeah. all right for you. You <laughs> yeah. kind of got lucky. That's how you, and it's like, well, no, actually I, I built it myself yeah, and I worked yeah. my ass off. I did what it took to kind of get there. It's the same thing. Like yeah. I spent years and years and years training hard, eating well, most of the time building my physique. And whilst for the best part, that is for me, it almost took away from it a little bit when someone's like, yeah, but you've kind of cheated though. Yeah, yeah. Even when you know you haven't. Yeah, yeah. Do you know course, what I mean? Whereas now, people can honestly, I couldn't give a shot. If it's someone thinks I'm on steroids, fine. Yeah, yeah. If that makes them feel better about themselves yeah. or whatever, fine. I'm more than happy with that because, and the reason I'm saying this is because I was at a party a few days ago and I was just outright, you know, accused, accused of like taking steroids. And this guy would not leave it alone. And it was like, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was chatting to a, another guy there and I was just like, it's just like some people just are so adamant that no matter what you say anyway, you ain't going to change their mind because they've got it in their head. Yeah, yeah. So you can say no, 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 but they think you are. Yeah. So you're almost better off just not even entertaining the conversation. But then the other element to this is you also have to not care what they think. So if they're not going to change their mind, that can have a huge impact on yeah. you. So you're fighting your corner, fighting your corner. Yeah, but then yeah. you can leave that party going, this is so unfair. This is so unfair. Mm. I've had these comments. How does it make me feel? And you can take away that feeling with you or... But that isn't how I feel now. No, no, I know you do. I know like you do. now, the only reason I kept addressing it is because he kept saying it. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. So, uh, and know. also it was drawing in more people at the party yeah. to make it awkward. But I think the real kind of point of what we're talking about, and we had this chat this morning is... You have to go on a journey by yourself, for yeah. yourself, and you have to find out what type of exercise you like doing, what kind of approach to food works for you. Yeah. you know, play around with your macros a little bit, play around with the types of food, meal timing and stuff. Do it all for you and drown out the comments. Yeah. And when the comments come, and they will come at some point, drown them out and you know like it'd be amazing if you just like put your fingers in your ears and went la 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 (laughs) because also you know i've seen this so many times with women as they start to make these improvements and lose weight like i said it becomes negative amongst kind of peers that aren't doing that Mm. office colleagues start commenting on this whole thing and obviously kind of partners and and family like i said if you listen to them then you get sidetracked from your journey and it has to be your journey and you've just got to put the blinkers on and say no, do you know what? I'm getting better at push-ups or whatever it is that you're doing. I'm getting savvier at batch cooking. I've done consistently good meal choices this week and I feel good and I haven't, yeah. you know, kind of succumbed to my normal back and forth with like under-eating, overeating. The only way you can do it is I think that approach and not care what they say because yeah. they will never stop telling you no, no. And like what you they say, want to say. You know, if you gain a bit of muscle, there's always going to be someone that thinks you're too big. If you lose weight, there's always going to be someone that thinks you're too skinny. Oh, now you can be like, I think you've got a problem. I've seen this said to people who are are doing a brilliant job of just consistently losing weight back to a healthy place. And I've heard that they've received negative comments from partners, which is something that Mm. I find very difficult to get my head around and family who are like, you're taking it too far now. You're going too far now. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's really hard for that person because, and I would even say this from my point of view is I'll go through phases of thinking, 
I like my physique as I am now, but some people are going to look at me and say negative comments about this regardless. Mm. Some women are going to say I have too much muscle. Some are going to say I'm too slim. Some are going to say whatever. Like so someone's always going to make those comments. But do you know what though? Like it comes down to opinion and preference as well at the end of the day. And that's just the way it is. Like we all have a preference. Yeah. Like yeah. that woman I mentioned earlier, like from a physical attraction perspective, it wouldn't tie in with my preference in terms of she's like really quite muscular. Yeah. But like I said, she's an absolute badass. Yeah. Strong yeah. as hell. Yeah, yeah. Loves what she does. Mad respect. Yeah. But that's my preference. Yeah. But to her, that should be irrelevant. Yeah. Which it probably is. And equally. In, in the same way that, you know, my physique will not appeal to some women. Yeah. They, Mine will not appeal to some men. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's just the way it yeah, is. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's fine. Yeah. But does it appeal to you? But also, it goes back to, if you look through the history, this is really interesting, the history of kind of imagery of body composition is that certain physiques have been favoured from a kind of a media perspective. Of course, we know this. So like, obviously, they're kind of slimmer for modelling and all those types of things. And this actually changed. It's it's only been in about the last 50 years where there has been a real shift because prior to that, actually, curvaceousness, especially amongst women, was Mm. kind of actually regarded as a sign of fertility and wealth, that you had food. But in the real world now, it still is as in not as in fertility and wealth but what we're saying is is most men prefer curves curves, yet it's kind of almost portrayed in the media the opposite isn't it these really slim 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 models yeah but what i'm i suppose to go on a bigger scale then society is always going to give you a different message about how should you look and what is deemed to be the right way to look and again, you have to drown out that message because yeah. that's been changing over time. So it's gone from being kind of curvaceousness as fertility and wealth and abundance and someone that a man should want to be with because she's going to be able yeah. to help with procreation or you know, reproduce. And then it's gone to this idea that it kind of came along, I think, with the, when you saw more societies. So think of kind of like African-American societies and kind of cross socioeconomic groups and almost like cross racial groups as well as everyone started to mix and this is kind of a read up on some of this topic the dominant message was kind of white male men like slim physiques mm. and the white male men have power and therefore everyone should aspire and this is when everyone starts trying to change everything from physique to skin color to fit in but even around that time apparently a lot of men with families came home and told wives and daughters you need to lose weight because it's a sign of wealth it's a sign yeah. of power it's a sign we need to mimic this as a family we need lighter skin because that's a sign of power now and so everything started to shift this has changed massively with actually social media so as much as everyone slates social media and is very worried about the fact we're exposed to pressure through social media which we are it doesn't stop you now editing that news feed because there's also a lot more variety out there and now suddenly we're exposed to the fact that people look all shapes and sizes different skin colors different leg lengths, arm lengths, heights, mm. ways, everything is so... Di- we're all so unique that that message is now coming back, which yeah. is a good thing, I think. And it's... But the ultimate takeaway of it is don't even try and please society either because mm. that's going to be pretty hard because mm. you will get these mixed messages coming through. So it has to come back to your journey. But to bring us right back to, like, the start of what we talked about is the person that you spend the most time with, probably mm. your partner, is going to be a really tricky situation yeah. to manoeuvre. And we have seen people who've started to lose weight because they wanted to feel better and they've received negative comments for that, haven't they, from their partner. But then we've equally seen partners who've come to us and said, I want to talk to my partner about the fact they are overweight and I'm worried about them for being that overweight. And I don't know how to 
start that subject. Yeah. And that's why we were having a talk about if either of us got to that point where mm. I was, and I'm not talking about you getting soft after four weeks off training. No. If you <laughs> developed a lot of, if you were like, I'm sod it, I'm going to drink and eat rubbish food and developed a lot of visceral fat, which would mean you were raising, you know, inflammation in the body, would I say anything? Yeah, well, listen, you know. And is it right for me to say anything? The reality is, though, being overweight is not healthy. And by that, I mean substantially overweight. There is no such thing as an ideal body composition, like we've said this many times before. But if you are substantially overweight, it's going to have a negative impact on your health. Yeah. Yes, other things are contributing factors to your health as well. But, you know, this is one of them. Now, for me, I think there's a difference here and there's going to be different scenarios with this because ever since the day you met me, I've been in somewhat decent shape. I've always pretty much looked the same. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's because I've always been into my training and eating well. I'm just slightly smiling here because I'm thinking if you suddenly changed and doubled in size, can I come with you with some kind of training standards? I don't know. What do you mean? As in like, well, when I entered into this agreement. Yeah. (laughs) Sue me. Yeah, exactly. This wasn't what I committed to. (laughs) And just you're married. You're like, well, when we got married, you were this size. Uh, <laughs> it was 8% body fat. Your answer would be, yeah, but it's twi- 180 kilos. Your answer would be, yeah, there's twice as much as me now. You should be happy about that. Yeah. Fact. But the, the point I was going to make was, is if you then saw me start to gain weight, body fat, I think I'd almost want you to say something because for that to happen, there'd have to be a serious behavior change in me. Yeah. There'd have to be a reason behind why all of a sudden isn't Matt training very much? Why all of a sudden is Matt eating crap and eating too much food for him to gain weight? Because yep. for the last, yeah, you know, however many years, it's never been the case. Okay, take a normal person then. So, what, no, what no, you... so what I'm saying is, is there's a change there, right? Sorry, not that you're abnormal. No. <laughs> Cheers, love. But slightly. You're full of compliments today, aren't you? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is there are some situations, and this is something that we've heard quite a lot as a response when someone has tried to talk to their partner, is they haven't gained weight, lost weight, whatever. They're the same as what they were when that person met them. Yeah. So their response is, well, hang on a minute. I've always looked like this. Yeah. Why all of a sudden is it a problem? Why do you think I'm too fat? Or why do you think I'm too skinny? Or what, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when it's a bit different maybe because it's like nothing has changed yeah, as yeah. such. But then one of the people in the relationship has approached the other and said, look, I'm concerned with your weight from a health perspective. It's yeah. got absolutely nothing to do with physical attraction or yeah, what I see yeah. I love you you know you're amazing but you know I want you to be healthy and I'm worried that you're not yeah but again it's still like a bit of an iffy subject because again to bring it back to the gender it's a difficult one I think from a gender perspective I think there's a difference sometimes between a man telling a woman and a woman telling a man about that I do feel that's slightly different sometimes uh, yeah. because women are I would say more vulnerable to a lot of these body image complications and more likely to end up, you know, having had the pressure that just, I would say, and I know everyone experiences the pressure, but I just see it can definitely be water off a duck's back more with men than it is. I come across a lot more men who are just less bothered by it and less physique driven. And whereas I haven't met a female client that where this hasn't been the main focus of their dialogue throughout the entire consultation which could be about eczema yeah. and it always comes back to body image and how you look and what people think of you and your whole body image yeah, but- let me finish body image history and 
it can be that kind of emotional stress around it that means that you do end up overweight because you've had this history of dieting. Now you're in a cycle of like binging and comfort eating after that can be an effect of too much dieting for sure. And there's studies showing that. And then for the person that you love the most to comment and say, I'm concerned about your gaining weight, you're so vulnerable at that time that that can be something really hard to take on board. Whereas classically what I see with a lot of men, they're much more aware of that fact. They talk about it, they joke about it. Like, you know, I've got family members who say, you know, it's all paid for, I love my God, you know, that yeah, type but, of thing. But this is what I was going to say though. Like, and so, but a comment aimed at that person is going to be a bit more like, all right, you're right, I am kind of like, you know. Yeah, but I don't know that that's the case though. Maybe not. The reason I say that is I just think, I don't think it's that men brush it off easier or they're not as bothered about it. I just think men are less vocal about it. Right. Less vocal about whether it offended them or not or whether they're upset about it or... Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And that's like now when you look at like depression in men now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not that men have all of a sudden just become depressed it's because for a long time men never spoke about it yeah whereas now they do a bit more yeah but it's always been there yeah yeah. but i suppose you could say like society has kind of created this like you're a man you don't cry or moan about something your wife said to you about your belly and you know also as well there's probably a difference in terms of like if you said to me like matt you've been eating too much you've been drinking too much you've gained weight you know Blah, blah, blah. You know, I know you'd never say that bluntly, but if I was to say ring my mate, my best mate would be like, bloody hell, mate. You know what yeah, you guys just said to me. No, but you guys tell each other as well. Though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he'll just go like, ah, whatever. Yeah, Come cool. to the pub. <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll, have a, we'll have here. a couple of drinks. We'll have a good night. And you'd be like, yeah, all right. Whereas a woman probably wouldn't approach it in the same way to her friend if I had said something to you like that. Yeah, no, of course. It would be like, oh, she'd probably be like, what an arsehole, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd have like a proper chat about it and whatnot. And I just think like... I think you're right. I think it's a case of you kind of, it's going to be so individual to that relationship, Mm. so individual to that person, the circumstances that have ended up where... But this could be body composition to the point of you're going too extreme with it. So it could be that you're you're underweight. And I would say male, female. And I definitely see, you know, I've got clients and friends who've spoken to me about this where partners have decided they're going to get as male partners have gone I'm going to get a six pack and then the whole kind of you know daily routine is about the six pack the diet the training and Mm. they're driving them mad and it's a bit like and that's causing problems as well because it's kind of it wasn't the focus when you first met so I always think the first thing to kind of identify is you know it's the extremes that have to be dealt with like when we're talking about the kind of middle ground changes that happen with age and things like that like everyone could just chill out about that but you do go on your own journey with all of this and what we all want to have eventually is just this kind of element of peace and confidence Mm. and kind of contentment we talked about contentment with how we look it shouldn't be the driving focus for our healthy habits at all and you should be so busy with greater things in life when you're getting up that it's just you barely have time to look in the mirror you know i think that's where we all kind of strive and want to be but i think each individual couple's relationship it's helpful to when you're having these conversations maybe put yourself in the shoes of that person and think about the why and by the way you might be the why so it could be that maybe if I was so busy working and ignored you and you thought well do you know what if I got leaner and you know maybe a bit Mm. stronger Keris might (laughs) maybe she'll notice me (laughs) which can be like a driving factor so you know I might be there going he's really annoying me like weighing all his food and going to the gym all the time but I might actually be the reason for that and yeah. I think you've got to accept that the answer back might be that you are the reason that I'm doing this or that comment you made or that look or you know and we were saying 
being personal trainers is interesting because you get the once over all the time. Everyone always looks at your body, don't yeah. they? Whenever you teach, people come in and they go up, down, like up, down. Yeah, quick glance. But did you do that to your partner? Do you know no. what I mean? Did they get dressed and saw you? And you could have been admiring it, but they've felt a bit rubbish that day and thought, you know, like maybe that they were looking at you judgingly, you know. Mm. And because when you're vulnerable and not happy, you start to assume things. You assume yeah. people are thinking negative thoughts, yeah, yeah. like you're thinking negative thoughts, and that's not the case. And so I think it's really good to start having, the main thing is start to have these dialogues. And we've always had this dialogue. And I've always said to you, you know, I want you to be very honest with me and tell me if you think I'm getting to a bad place, an unhealthy place. And, you know. But over the years, I think I've been very honest with you. There you have. You have. On all the levels, because when we first met and you were quite full on with your training, which we've spoken about before, and I openly said to you, I was like, look, like this isn't going to fly. I'm not playing second fiddle to the freaking gym, especially when you went this morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is our chance to go out tonight, go for dinner and spend some time together. And you're like, you've booked in for 745 spin. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, it was almost like, I don't know, like I just felt like you was a bit over the top with it. Yeah. And I wasn't negative towards you about it, but I was a bit like, look, you know. But then I was very honest with you and said, when we first met and we started going on loads of dates we had an absolutely wicked time didn't yeah, we? Yeah. we would drink a lot we were training quite hard as well like we were enjoying all of it but we would drink a lot and we would eat a lot and very slowly my portions became the same size as your portions Matty boy portions. and i was kind of following you know we talk about love chub i wrote a blog about this and love chub definitely happened and yeah. i vividly remember getting like a muffin top and really struggling to fit in my you clothes you never muffin top I'll show you one day I had a muffin no, top. Didn't. But I remember asking you outright, getting really upset about it and saying like, I am really struggling to get into some of my clothes now. This isn't what I want. I don't want this to continue. I don't want to go yeah, to size yeah. 12, size 14, size 16, despite us having a wicked time doing all of this. And that's when we jointly decided, okay, when we had this habit, do you remember we used to, after dinner, get like a Cadbury's Boost. Do you remember this? Yeah. A Mars bar. We'd get our favourite chocolate bars and we'd halve them up. into a little bowl and have like this mixture. I wasn't doing that stuff before I met you. And it was just getting a bit like, love chub. We love each other. It's really nice. We can drink loads of wine and we can well, eat loads of chocolate. I remember we went for a phase of buying like a packet of hobnobs <laughs> yeah. for the train journey home after a night out. Yeah. And we'd just be there on the tube eating, eating, the hobnobs. eating the hobnobs. Which again, I didn't normally do, but I was yeah. like, but I love it just became a and, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I another hobnob. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> And that's when I said to you, like, I'm kind of aware I can do this. I can mm. be a bit of a, I can, you know, like I can eat a lot, especially the amount we were training. Yeah, but then... But we did, we reined it in and we yeah. said, right, let's go back to what we know worked for us. And we. But interestingly, together. like you've, over the years, on, on a few occasions said to me, oh, you know, have I gained weight or do I look a bit wobbly or whatever? And weirdly, back then, when you was training a lot and you was... And, and a lot of people were saying to you, oh, you know, you're too muscular and this, that and the other. I genuinely couldn't see it. So every time you asked me, I was like, you look amazing. But funnily enough, the other day we were looking at old photos and I was like, actually, bloody hell, you... You, you, <laughs> you were, said it. You were pretty jacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the time, I never once looked at you and thought, bloody hell, Curious. As a woman, I knew, but my clothes are gone. I've ranged from, an, it doesn't sound a lot, but from but what, an eight what? to a 12. Listen, yeah, yeah. listen. So what I'm saying is eight to a 12 is kind of like three dress sizes. So you're swinging between some big sizes. And I always knew kind of when I was getting yeah. up to nearly 10 stone and training hard and a lot of muscle. Yeah. And remember, I ripped a dress. And part of me was like, I love all this training, but... I don't know how I feel about this. And also I'm eating like shed loads to be this big. But yeah. the reality was on reflection, you wasn't training 
out of the pure love of training. That was exactly what I was about to say. We were running a business where I felt I needed to be the strongest, fittest. Yeah. To have the ability to teach and run a business, I felt I needed to be top of my game. And I needed that status and that kind of... And you did have that, which almost fueled it. It was almost like... Because even, and funny enough, we bumped into... Randomly, one of our old Fitter London members lives around the corner from my mum. So oh, the other day yeah, we were going to my mum's and we bumped into him after all these years. And he even said then, didn't he? He was like, you were such a machine. Like, I used to love training next to you because you just never quit and you were so strong, the fittest girl in the class. He was one and, of my favourites. Pierre was just yeah. such a... But I knew but, him before I actually even got into being a trainer and just used to be in circuits or body pump with him and we would chat yeah. and we'd know each other and then eventually we launched our company and kettlebells and he came and trained with us then yeah. and I'd always go and train next to him because I'm like we kind of yeah, started yeah. out together type thing but what I'm saying is is like you always did have that status and recognition so of course it's a bit like oh I kind of like that yeah, yeah I want to sustain that yeah but then over time it could be a bit of a negative thing yeah, yeah in the same way i know people that are renowned for being these massive boozers yeah and they like it because they have an element of status so now it's like they take it upon themselves to go and get absolutely shit-faced all yeah, the yeah. time because it's like oh is that it again look and it's and just on that note that can also be associated with body composition because you can kind of become you know i've got groups where there's one person who's kind of renowned for being the overweight boozer yeah. who's going to lead everyone to get a kebab and you know what i mean and that's their status yeah and no one would like it if that person then starts getting healthy, not drinking and losing weight. And that could be you if you're listening. That could be your kind of mm. role in a group and you're popular for it and you're funny when you're drunk and like, you know, you're leader of the pack. And then suddenly you make those changes. There'll be people that will react negatively to that. Yeah. And it was, you know, very similar to us in terms of when I decided I say I'm just quitting. I'm taking a break. I'm overthinking everything from the food. And like I said to you, my appetite was out of control. So I was kind of what you do end up doing in that situation just with the training side of it and I said this to you is the reason I think I got a lot of negative comments in the end is I ended up just putting on both fat and muscle <laughs> so I was actually mm. getting bigger and bigger which wouldn't have been something that again I bothered about or people felt the need to compliment on but the comments then started to become for all the training that you do you know it's nice that you've still got some fat on you as a woman yeah. like it literally went from you're too muscly to now you're fat and muscly like and that was the comment but that was what was happening because I couldn't control my food because I was training too hard but also again doing nothing for me yeah. so then things like binging were my kind of like comfort you know to sit yeah, down yeah. with you and eat a ton of food which I could justify because yeah. I'd trained but probably was just binging really and not sleeping enough and you know kind of it was all done for the wrong reasons none of it was about I just want to train for me and see how strong mm. I can be and that's exactly how I train now yeah. and it is a completely different experience and it's really nice trying to find out like what do me and my body want to do today mm. like do we want to yoga do we want to walk yeah. do we want to go and do you know and that for me is like that I mean don't get me wrong it's not necessarily easy to achieve no but it's a bloody amazing place to be and like we're both pretty much there now aren't yeah. we in terms of like training I love it but I don't lose my shit if yeah. I decide one day I'm actually too knackered or I've just been too busy and I haven't prioritised getting to the gym, I'm like, no worries, I'll train tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there never used to be the case. It was like, oh, no, it's Monday. Like, I've got to train. I always train on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do it, got to do it. And it's like you almost force yourself to do it yeah. and you hate it. Sometimes, you know, it goes the other way and you're there and you're, oh, I'm glad I went. But 
the it's interesting because sorry just on this note a friend of mine runs every day and I was having a chat with him about it and he's very much kind of like I go in phases where I'm like I just want to run every single day but it's not because I think that's healthy it's because I'm struggling to deal with something and I need the endorphins Mm. to be able to cope and that's definitely where I was earlier this year I was like I can't I wasn't coping very well so I was running quite a lot and he does that and runs and it's almost like for that reason he feels like he's ticked the box on health and I'm not sure that's the case like when I look at him I'm like and he was saying to me I'm really concerned about my other half like she is eating too much too many crisps and she's smoking and drinking too much wine and you know keep trying to think about how to get her into exercise and, and this that and the other but part of me thinks like it was just an interesting scenario because I'm like, well, she's got her coping mechanisms and you've got yours. Hmm. If you get injured tomorrow, what are you like? You know? yeah. And if you, she, you take our Chris off her, what's she like? And this is about sitting down as a couple and thinking about why have we got these coping mechanisms? Hmm. And that's what me and you have had to do over time and go, why am I like really, you know, and I think fear is such a massive driver of them. I've said like, that's my dominating emotion as to why I end up going... <coughs> the wrong way with stuff yes trying to kind of drown out things that I don't want to think about and this felt clear with this couple and I said to him I feel like I'm in a really good place now because the one thing I'd fear having if I'm really honest is like an injury that meant I couldn't walk I think I'd I'd find that quite hard yeah but I've come to kind of accept that I am the sort of person that does need to be out each day having a walk and some fresh air yeah but I'm not kind of like you know, not extreme with any of that. But it's yeah. nice to come and accept that fact as, you know, when I was saying to him, have you not tried like walking some mornings and taking your partner with you and stuff? And he's like, no, 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 it runs for me and I have to run and I have to do this. And I was like, then it's kind of a reliance then, isn't it? Yeah. It's not really... Uh, it's not something you're it's genuinely... It's not a healthy habit yeah, that you're yeah. doing. And he is doing it for him, so that's great. But equally, there's still that addictive nature mm. to it. And I think I'll always be the sort of person that needs to do something like a walk or just movement to me is, I've said this to you, it's like medicinal. I can't sit still for long periods of time. Like that becomes a stress to me to be still, but it's nice to be, that's my foundation and anything else is a bonus, you know. But this is like the point I was going to make earlier was when you are in a relationship with someone, it's not that you necessarily both need to be into the same things all the time. No, It's nice to have your separate things that you do for you and they do for them. But if you are on just completely different pages or you're not even in the same book when it comes to this kind of thing, you are going to run into problems. And we spoke about this before where two people met, they were both into the same things, eating similar foods, drinking similar drinks and maybe not really much into exercise and whatever. But then one of them has made a transition because all of a sudden they've decided they want to lose a bit of weight or they want to feel a bit better and get healthier because maybe they lost a friend or something like that. Some kind of trigger that's made them want to change their ways. But the problem is there is like, you know, one person's making change, the other one isn't. And then what we often see is the one person that's making change wants the other person to change with them. Yeah. But the other person doesn't want to. But then they then start giving the person who has made change grief for making change. And we've heard this many a times. They start well, the saying, the other way really, the person's changing, going, why aren't you changing? Yeah, why aren't you changing? Why don't you yeah, come yeah. to the gym with me? Why, yeah, you know, yeah. why don't you come to CrossFit or whatever it may be? Yeah. Like, stop ordering pizza. I'm going to make us a nice vegetable curry or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, And you see it causes friction because both sides put their barriers up and it's like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be eating loads of veg on a Friday night. We always used to get a takeaway every yeah, Friday. Yeah. That was our thing. Like, yeah, why yeah. are you changing that? And it's like we've always said, like, you need to make the decision yourself. 
you know, if you've made positive change, you can't force the other person to. You know, you can inspire them, yeah. but you can't change them. You can't make that decision for them yeah. and vice versa. You know, if you're happy still with your takeaways and not exercising and smoking and drinking, whatever, yeah, yeah. you've got to understand that the other person probably isn't going to go back there like they used to. They've made this change and you've got to be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. And whatever happens, happens. But the problem is when, I mean, let's be honest, husbands, wives, partners, like full stop, can speak to each other like shit yeah. and can say really horrible things out of just very spiteful. You know, like I had a client the other day say that her partner turned around and said to her, like, kind of pulled her face and was like, you're getting too muscly now. Don't get any more muscly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas just the week before, she was saying how much she was loving training and loved how she looked. All of a sudden, she had a different head on her shoulders because of what her partner had said to her. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, actually, did he need to say that? Because if she's saying to him what she said to me, she feels great, she's loving her training, yeah, yeah. and she likes how she looks then therefore that comment was almost just completely unnecessary because if you think they're in a good place with their training and their nutrition, just leave them be. Just Do you see that, what I mean? Yeah, but like, just on that note, this happened to me in my previous relationship to you and it's when I was moving in a community of people. So I used to just be a solitary runner out on my own and at that point in time, my partner had no problem with that. He's like, Karis is just out for a run. When I start to go to the gym and join classes and then start to talk about so-and-so and so-and-so and I'm like mm. oh and I remember joining body pump and some circuits and I was like I'm now going to go and have a coffee with them and it was all a big mixed group men and women mm. but I got a community kind of going on this is when my partner at home started to go you're getting a bit muscly now I'm not sure I like your arms you know like this kind of thing but also what I picked up on very quickly was he doesn't like that I found this community of people because that's kind of a threat in some ways mm. to you know what we have maybe and he's kind of always known me as I would always be either out doing my own thing or I'd get fit in with what he wanted to do and his friends and I would say like our friendship group was predominantly his friends and so I identified that very quickly and we did end up going our separate ways part of me thought it was because we were changing but actually I think it was because there was never going to be any compromise mm. on that level and you know, we were going down like different pathways but, but I think it's helpful to think as a couple you've got to kind of have that conversation but just prior to that situation in the years before when we'd first met, he was also a big drinker and I'd started drinking a lot of alcohol, going out late at night, having takeaways and stuff. And again, felt horrific for yeah. it. And eventually called time on it. After we'd been together about six months, I said, I can't do this. Can't do like it. the main thing is my mood, honestly. Like the next day I wake up, I'm just a write-off for the day, but I actually feel low. It's not even just hungover. I feel low. I can't tolerate this much late night drinking kind of stuff. And, you know, we pulled back on it for that very reason. Just like with you, I pulled back because I was like, I can't be doing this roller coaster of sugar. Like, it, you mm. know, I, can't, I need to rein it in a little bit. I don't, it, you know, it is a body image thing, but it was also a mood thing. You know, you do end up struggling with blood sugar regulation yeah, and stuff yeah, as yeah. well. And I think there's elements to which you can either do that on your own. So you could have carried on eating the Mars bars and boost chopped up after dinner. And I could have just said, do you know what? I'm going to have yogurt and berries. And we could have just gone that separate way. Yeah. And it might have been the case because there's a good chance you can, you have more muscle than me, better metabolism. Yeah. Or at some point, I think it's quite important that, you know, you commit together as a team to support each other and ultimately the changes that are helping you are going to be beneficial to the other person but I don't think you can force the person on that journey I think you do it for yourself you maybe say I'd love it if you came with me and mm. did this we actually have this discussion quite a lot about things like supplements and stuff don't we where I'm like I'd love it if you just show a bit more interest in taking the magnesium that yeah. I set out the night I'm before like, for you like just going to supplements <laughs> 
let's not make a big deal out of this. <laughs> yeah. One of our debates is like, why can't you remember to take your supplements? Why do I have to line them up for you? But you're like, just, I don't know. <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. But, but ultimately, this comes back to you are also a team. Yeah. And I think you should also right. say to each other, if someone is struggling to change, is there anything that you can do that helps? And it might be, you know, that one person turns around and goes, well, it helps if you did the washing a bit more or it helps if you tidied yeah. up for yourself a little bit more. Then I don't have to do it. Then I've got time to do some yoga and Pilates and go to yeah. the gym. Because that is something I also see where somebody sacrifices their own self-care and exercise and eating well. And it's so tired. They just want to eat crap food because yeah. they're so busy looking after partners, children. And that's not on. You know, it should be that everybody's chipping in together yeah, yeah. and helping that process happen. So even that conversation of, is there anything I can do to help you change? But, but and could you help me change? It comes down to communication. Yeah. And we were saying this like this morning that, I mean, we are different in that we see more of each other than the average couple, I guess, yeah. because we work together as well as live together. But we probably see each other less than people think we do. Yeah. Because I work from home, you like to work out of the house. And then even when we are home, like one's in one room working, one yeah. could be in the other room, whatever. But what we were saying was, is that I just don't feel many couples are that open with each other, that honest with each other. And I think that's what needs to change. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're not willing to let your partner know your concerns anything that's maybe on your mind or you're not happy about, these things are just going to build up and build up and build up. And then it's eventually going to potentially become a bigger problem than it ever needed to be or a bigger problem that you've kind of conjured up in your own head. And if you had just spoken about it, you'd maybe realise it wasn't even the case, Yeah, whatever. And the reason I say that is because I think you and I are very good at... Like I know when I asked you the other day, would you think I got a bit soft after having four weeks off? I think there was almost a part of me that thought, oh, maybe I do look like I've lost a bit of that tone, if you will. But in a way, I was a bit like, well, even if you turned around and said, yeah, a little bit, I should just have gone, well, I was thinking that anyway myself. And I have had four weeks off training, so I can't be too pissed off because <laughs> what do I expect? Just to stop training and yeah, just yeah. always look the same. Yeah. I came to that conclusion quite soon after and I thought, well, that's the key. You need to have that head on your shoulders and going if I'm going to ask you this question I'm exposing myself yeah. to potentially an answer I don't really want to hear yeah but then there's that difference isn't there between are you asking because you just want a bit of reassurance yeah. or are you asking because you're worried that that's what that person thinks or yeah. whatever and it's like when you said to me like so when- just on that note I can't then say to you that I thought so imagine if you had had four weeks off and basically got yourself a little kind of like third trimester belly going on which, yeah you know, some people can do little belly, yeah. and then imagine if you asked me that question and I said yes I think you have and then you said do you think it bothers me and I said yes it bothers me but what if I'd been the one going to the supermarket every week and buying big bags of chocolate and sweets and crisps that were getting you there because I've seen that happen and I'm like who's buying all the stuff yeah, yeah. that this person is eating gaining weight and then that's causing unhappiness for both parties who's buying all that food because i can't be the one that comes home to you i actually at the airport brought you this massive bar of like you did <laughs> he's not chocolate and it, it was just real good. but it made me laugh because i was just like you're eating so well at the moment i'm like oh i'm gonna get him that you know it's, it's lovely you'll like little, this little treat. yeah but i wouldn't have brought you that if i knew that you were genuinely struggling mm. and trying to 
you know, improved yourself and, you know, and worried about what I thought of you. Yeah. Who am I to rock up and give you a giant bar of that and go, get that down? You know, do you yeah, know what I mean? And then tell you... soft. Yeah. Here's <laughs> a chocolate bar. Yeah. So you've also got to look at your role in pushing that. And it's the main one to be alcohol, I think. For us, it's not because we don't drink that much. But for a lot of people, it will be things like takeaway and alcohol. Yeah. Are you driving that process and then saying it's a problem? Because I've seen this before where mm. one partner saying, can we have pizza two or three times a week? And not really helping that person in terms of the kind of example I'm giving here is like not really stepping in for like to look after the kids to allow the other person to go to the gym or go mm. to yoga, whatever it might be. And then saying, you know, you are putting on weight and it does bother me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you have, yeah. To, have to really... Because it's almost like, <laughs> well... How is that person supposed to change? I'm, I'm more than happy for us to have our takeaways because yeah. I enjoy them. Yeah, but yeah. Pff, yeah. You're a bit porky. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, so yeah. You are can. you facilitating the process and then mm. telling somebody that you're not happy with the process yeah, or the yeah. outcome of the process? Because that needs to be addressed. And I think, but, like I said, booze is got, probably going to be a one for a lot of couples. But at the same time, I know that you would never say anything about my physique in a spiteful way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would never say that about you. I'm a very honest person. You know, if someone asks me my opinion, I will give it, won't I? Yeah, yeah. And that's like, I hope that you know that whenever you do ask me, oh, you know, do you think I've gained weight or do you think I've lost definition or whatever? I mean, when you asked me the other day because you stopped training while you know, you've had this issue with your stomach and you was like, do you think my figure's changed? And I said, I think you look great, but I keep saying, like, you've lost your glutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to get on the split squats and then the Romanian deadlifts yeah, to yeah. keep the glutes working. But then at the same time, you're like, well, yeah, but I've not been training. Yeah. So, but I didn't say it in an offensive no, way. No, no, no. To but, be honest, it's, it's something but, that uh, I was aware of it, but just we should wrap up because I know we're kind of running over no, time. No, but this is good. But one thing I've noticed is that when you see a lot of women at the moment training in the gym, all I'm seeing is split squats, glute bridges... Yeah. reverse lunges there's a lot of like glute work going on and i think this is down to like the kardashians have brought back the curves oh, God, yeah. you know oh, yeah. and, and a lot of celebrities have brought back the curves it's well fashion- i remember the days when i used to ask a lady like a client that had come to me like what are your goals they used to want to make their bums smaller whereas now it's yeah. the polar opposite it's like i want to build my glutes but do you know the thing about that for me is just feels very society driven as well i'm like yeah. this is what society's told you you need to look like is there any bit of you in here that wants to look at that and and I genuinely I asked you because I was like oh it's so alien for me to have not done anything for such a long period of time and also not been able to eat properly so I was kind of like oh god you just feel I suppose the best way I could put it is I felt so weak and and weakness made me feel a bit vulnerable and that's why I started building back up with some body weight training and things like that but interestingly I've always wanted really strong glutes for the main reason being it was how I ended up with so many knee injuries was my glutes were not firing Mm. because wonky flat feet. And so when I kind of realized I was losing glute strength, it was weird. I didn't kick in and think, well, I want those butt cheats back. So Matt thinks I'm sexy. I was literally like, you can't afford to lose your glute strength, Karis, because it is such an important factor of longevity and good movement. And that's when the lunges and walking lunges with Hamish came back in and just doing some single leg stuff. And yeah, but yeah, so I don't get driven in any, like I don't get driven by the kind of society and those sides of things anymore. But I generally, again, I'm falling sick as reinforces for me. I'm like, I just want my body to be fit and strong yeah and to be fit and strong means i cannot be overtraining either and weakening myself to the point of injury and all of those kind of things so i'm mm. always like pain-free movement is a big factor yeah. of that and i feel pleased but, uh, to be in this place but when we go into the gym together like this morning we i generally look around and think i'm not sure how many other people are here for these reasons because mm. i see a lot of things being 
done you know, yeah, the way do you know what train. though like we can't judge on that because we've been there, there. you know yeah, we, yeah. we've been there ourselves yeah. and it's, it is a journey and as cheesy as that sounds it really truly is and you know we talk about these things not through any kind of sense of feeling superior in any way no not at all it's because we've been there we've learned a lot and we're now in a very good place with it yeah and we know how good it feels and you know we yeah we still have our days and and whatever but they're very far and few between and I had a really interesting few and far what did I say far and few far and few between few and far what's the difference <laughs> same there, thing there is none you are exactly right. how wooed because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a really interesting conversation the other day when I was on that kind of CrossFit Olympic lifting workshop um, we were just talking about CrossFit because she was like oh you're into CrossFit I said no not really I don't do it but I'd like to learn some of the different things because it's my kind of training it's yeah. intense it's varied it's a bit of me we were just chatting about you know like our kind of training histories and what we used to do and she was saying she used to do a lot of the figure competition competition type thing I was like oh right well, like I said so this is quite a big transition then she was like yeah well she's like I hated it I hated it she said I did it for all the wrong reasons and she said and it's a really pernickety thing to be involved with because all of a sudden you know there's people like left right and center you know saying things like you know your, your arms are too fat you're carrying too much water on your thighs there's not enough of a gap between your inner thighs and that's hilarious to think about the difference that stress hormones make to water retention <laughs> I guess yeah, it's like you would never but, win that but, but what I'm saying is is like yeah. you know she was very much like hang on a minute I'm working my ass off here I'm eating less than I ever had before and, and really you just absolutely ripped me apart yeah, yeah. when I thought you know I was doing quite well and she said it put me in a very very negative mindset and I just felt like it was all for nothing but then it made me feel like I needed to do even more yeah so that's sad, isn't it? yeah and then she said and then I worked my way through like a tough time and I got into CrossFit and she says where like no one gives a shit how you look yeah, yeah. it's all nice. about you know the community it's all about performance. performance and I was like amazing yeah absolutely amazing you know who gives a shit if there's not a big enough gap between your bloody fires and yeah, yeah. and whatever else and for me that's what it's all about and even if it's your partner heaven forbid that is critiquing you you know, you need to be able to turn around and say, well, do you know what? I absolutely love my training. Yeah, yeah. I feel bloody great. The best I've felt in years. So <laughs> no disrespect, but up yours. Yeah. You know, I'm going to carry on doing this. If you re if you don't like it that much, yeah. you know. That's another reason I really like Parkrun, because I feel like that's a community that's yeah. completely built on. Let's just get together, motivate each other. Because I did join at one point a running club in London, like the Serpentine, which... You know, it's great, but it was very... There was a lot of elite runners there. I remember getting there and feeling like it's very competitive and it was very... You have some super... Well, you know, the kind of... Runners can be kind of like super lean and tall and they kind mm. of have a certain look, don't they? And I remember just feeling immense pressure when I got there. I was like, Christ, you need to pull something out of the bag here. And then when I've gone to park run, I've just been like, this is epic. Like, this yeah. is just about atmosphere of running together and yeah. enjoying it. it doesn't matter if you're plodding doesn't matter if you're walking like so it's, it's nice i think there are environments that you can go into that really do help you with that and there are environments you can go into where it is very competitive and aggressive mm. your gym it's always good to do an audit of your gym are you in the right gym because we've been into gyms where we're like god it's a little bit like 
stare each other out, compete yeah. and stuff. And then we've been in gyms where we're like, so nice here. I think the owners and trainers make a big difference to that. But again, that just comes down to being in that really good place where yeah, you're like, yeah. you know what, I'm doing this for me. Yeah, I'd still, can, I can still train now in those environments yeah. and be like, oh, give it a like what whatever. You yeah, yeah. You know, I'm here for me. I'm here because I want to be. And I suppose that could be, you know, that's my closing thought really is reiterating what I said at the start. Like whatever you do, whatever changes you're making need to be for you first and foremost because yeah. otherwise it's going to be a really negative motivator and it's also not going to be sustainable yeah and it's like a client of mine who um that was your closing remark stop oh, you can talk <laughs> oh uh, just one last thing just one last thing five one last things later like a client of mine uh, got a london marathon place last year they deferred and you can't defer more than once right and you know he's talking about doing it again this year but you know i said well look if you want to do it do it but understand that you know you need to start making changes now you know this isn't something you can leave to the last minute you've never done anything this like this before but i said if you're going to do it do it for you because his words were i have to do it yeah he's like i have that was it he said i have to do it because i can't defer again no it doesn't mean you have to do it it just means that you can't defer it again doesn't mean you have to do it and i said but do it for you don't do it for me. Don't do it for recognition from your friends and your family or any pats on the back. Yeah, yeah. Do it for you. Make it your journey, whether you run it, walk it, a bit of both. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Do it for you. And it really, like, we had like a bit of an emotional chat about it. Oh. And I just left thinking like, and this, I suppose, what inspired this chat really is that I think for so long, we end up doing things for the wrong reasons. And I've mentioned this before, when I signed up for my boxing match, when I signed up for the marathon, I didn't do them for the right reasons. I was looking for distraction because I wasn't happy with where I was. It was a nice distraction for me and almost an excuse not to do other stuff. So I've got to go boxing or I've got to go for a run. And as a result, you know, I wasn't in the best frame of mind for either of those events. And ends up being very very frustrating and isn't this big positive event that you should have been and could have been if you just approached it a little bit differently so i think yes it is okay for your partner to be completely honest with you when it comes to physiques figures and whatever but i think it needs to be said in a constructive way in a considerate way. In a considerate way, not in a spiteful way. And also... And wait a minute, in an empathetic way, where I've just 100%. said, you identify how are you going to feel in that person's shoes and are you facilitating the problem? And if you are, step up and say, I think I could do more. I think I could help. I think I'm driving the problem, so yeah. I'm going to help you. You know, So that is a very different discussion to... Well, it's like, imagine me... <laughs> we need to wrap up. Imagine me being like really... Actually, no, let's use you for an example, because this is a real example. You went from being mad, mad over the top with your training. Yeah. And I was a bit like, you know, this isn't healthy, Kerry's. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, you're injured, which you were. You had really bad knee pain, yet you kept running. And I tried to help. I was like, Kerry's, please, like, you're going to crock yourself. But you was in there. You was like in that kind of addicted somewhat mode. And the pain wasn't enough to stop you. Till eventually it really did stop you, right? And then over the years, and I've said, mad props, big respect. You've massively reined it in, much more balanced with your approach. I've probably never seen you, you know, up until recently with your stomach thing. You know, I've never seen you just be just so happy with your training and your daily walks and whatever else. But let's say you've made that transition. 
I've identified that you're happier, you're much more content with your training, you're in a really good place, and best of all, you're pain-free, which was a real big problem. Yeah. And then I start turning around going, you don't look as good as when you uh, was training twice a day. You know, it'd be a bit like, well, what an arsehole. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I've made some really massive breakthroughs here and I mean, it's such a good place and you've just now planted that seed. Yeah. And that'd be a big dickhead move on my part Yeah, yeah. because I wouldn't be looking at the situation for what it is. But then at the same time, this is when kind of having a slightly more, you know, callous in the mind, as David Goggins said, like you callous your hands, like, you know, to get them used to hard work. You've almost got to get the mind used to, some not so nice comments or tough times or whatever. Yeah. You've got to be able to go, yeah, but do you know what? Like, I'm in a really good place. So that's a shame. Yeah. I'm happy to... with where I'm at and I'm happy with how I look. So then do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you're there. Yeah. So that was definitely my closing thought. <laughs> but because I feel like the only reason I put that in there is because I feel like we didn't really talk about is it okay about. But yeah, that is that is my closing thought. I had two of them. This is maybe, a long. This is a long one. Maybe three. Yeah, but I feel it's a good relevant chat. It definitely is a relevant chat, hundred percent. And yeah, I'm very pleased that you and I can be honest with each other, and we're in a good place with it. And hopefully, after listening, everyone else will start to maybe take some of those. I always like your glutes, anyway. Oh, right. <laughs> Whether you do split squats or not. Well, so I say, I hope everyone else is honest with each other after this and thinks about this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope you did enjoy that, guys. Hope you got some value. Any questions as ever, please, please, please get in touch. Info at fitterfood.com or you can just catch us on social media. And we will see you in episode 136. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Bye.